Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Centre. The Word of God we release upon your people, Father God. Lord, we truly agree with the song, O oh God. The favour of God upon the church, upon the people, upon those who are committed to you, Father. We thank you that we enter the year of, Lord, with favour of God upon us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a warm praise offering in this place. Amen. Amen, church. Well, welcome. Welcome back from holiday. Welcome to those who are on holiday. And just in general, welcome. Look at you. All rested. <laughs> but let's get fired up. Amen. Amen. I want to I want to welcome you to the church of God. You know, this year is going to be a different year. This year will be a quite a different year. Do you believe that? This will not be a year of fear. This is the year of favor. This is the year of restoration. This is the year of the power of God manifesting in our lives. Amen, yes. Praise God. Oh, I better calm down. It's good to be in church. You know what? Um, the message this morning is redeeming the time, our time. We need to redeem some time. We need to be wise in this coming year on how we treat specifically time. God allots to us and gives us time to do certain things in our lives. If we miss it, we miss God. It's good to start the year on a fresh note. Amen. It's very important that we check our attitudes. It's so important because our attitude determines our outlook. Our outlook is bright. Our outlook is favorable. You know what? This is the Word of God. This is the year of the Word. God, the Lord, spoke to Pastor Harold and decreed this year that every person commits anew and afresh to the Word of God. And this is what you need. Yesterday I spoke to Pastor Jock and basically he said, you know, because it's about us making our resolutions. And a resolution is a good thing. A resolution is a powerful thing. If you do it and commit to God. And he said, some people don't do resolutions, they do decrees. Decree your resolution in Jesus' mighty name. And this book, may this book be found open this year. May it be found that your nose is in this book from the beginning to the end. Because that's where the favor of God comes through. When this book becomes so part of our lives. Do you know how you know a person is born again? When there is a desire for the word of God. A deep desire. 
That's the difference between this world and the church. And in the church, when the Word of God is put first, then the blessing follows through. So, do you need a blessing? And what is your outlook? Your outlook, if you have a bad attitude because of last year, put it behind you this morning. Just let it go. Whatever happened, just let it go. It's a new year. Let's make some solid decrees. Do you know that most people do resolutions, but only about 10% of people actually keep to their resolutions? But not so in this church. There's a lot of people wanting to do things. And I, when Pastor Adel, oh, Pastor Tians just now mentioned the Bible school, may you today in Jesus, if you've never been there, if you've truly never been there, Make that one of your greatest resolutions of your life because then this book will be imparted into your being. You need to do that. Every person, you don't have to put up your hands, but <laughs> I see a lot of people coming to Bible school. We're so excited. Amen. Do you know that it takes about 21 to 254 days to form a new habit? And it takes... and. The, it takes about an average of 66 days for that behavior to become a habit or automatic. And the greatest thing I want to decree and declare and resol be resolute in is to have a proper, this is the one thing, you know, as pastors, we get to test people. <laughs> it's our wonderful job to test people. And I have noticed that those people who have a solid quiet time with God are those people who hear God's voice the clearest. It all, our spiritual walk with God starts with a solid. Be resolute to meet God early in the morning or at night. When that becomes your habit, then there will be, you cannot but hear God's voice. It's impossible not to hear his voice. So, resolutions. I've watched this word resolute, resolutions. There's a lot of things in this word. But I would just want to break it up in two. Re-solutions. Re-solution. When you are found in God's word, solutions will come to you. You don't have to go to it. When we're in the book, then the solutions comes to us. The favor of God appears in our homes and in our lives. So read the solutions you've been seeking. What solutions do you need this coming year? If you are resolute in your relationship with God, because that is the greatest determining factor of success. It is the time we spend with God. And when we take time and we're going to spend decent time with God, you will see, you will see this year how God will answer your prayers. Amen. You know what? This is what re uh, resolution means. It's a firm decision to do or not to do something. The act of finding an answer or solution to something or a problem 
So I make a resolution and I'm resolute that all my prayers will be answered. You know, I've been looking at what is important when we are resolute, when we make our resolutions. Do you know that a runner, if you're a runner, you need time to run? Isn't that true? When you're a cyclist, you need time to cycle on, on that piece of metal. So, as a golfer, you need time to golf. As a Christian, you need time to... You finish that sentence. Because Christians are people that need to spend time with their God. You cannot be a proper walking in the spirit Christian if there's not a solid commitment to the church, to your church. If you've been planted here, it's so important to take hands to the person next to you. It's so important to be connected to the church. There are 12 things that basically in the book of Hebrews that I'm quickly going to show you that Listen to this, 12 things, quickly, that when you are connected to the church, then these become your automatic res resolutions. I can give you the scriptures. I actually have it ready for you. If, if you can write quickly, you are welcome. Hebrews 4.11, let us fear. Let us therefore be diligent. Verse 14, let us hold fast to our confession. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. It says then, chapter 6, verse 1, let us go on to perfection. Hebrews 10, 22, let us draw near with a true heart. Hebrews 12, 1, therefore let us lay aside Every weight. Verse 28, let us have grace by which we may serve God. Hebrews 13, 13, let us go forth to Him. Verse 15, let us continually offer up sacrifices of praise to our God. You'll see in all of these things, it says, let us, the church, God is going to restore His church to a body. It's been a little bit out of sorts that people think I have a choice to be part of or not. The blessed ones are part of a living church of God. And that is you. That's why the scripture here continuously in Hebrews, it says, let us, the focus is on us. Are we a church? Oh, yes, for sure. This is a church planted by God. This is God's idea of how He wants to control His body. By people gathering. And out of that gathering, when they make their decrees and declarations, then out of that comes the power of God's Spirit to take on this world. This world needs for us to go towards, we need to go towards the world. 
There's a work, there's a plan, there's a purpose, and I'm part of it. I am part of it, you are part of it. We cannot be separated from the church. There's no such thing as separation from the church. Therefore, our time need to be reconnected to the body of Christ, to the church. There's no such thing as a pension. Amen. There's not a lot of people amening on that one. So as a Christian, how do you view your time? Is it a resource or is it a problem? Is time a resource? Because if time is a resource, then you are connected to the source. And when your time is surrendered back to the source that gave us time, then you'll see you becoming the most fruitful person you, will, you have ever been. And I want to be fruitful. If there's one thing I have determined in my life is to go from six, 30 to 60 and 100. I want us all to move to that place of 100. Does time represent a threat or an opportunity? You know, how do you view your time? Are you threatened by that? Or does your time create an opportunity for you? I have seen, you know what? I came out of the world system. I used to work in the world. One of my best friends sits over there. We work together. And we made a commitment that in our workplace, we're gonna put God first. Do you know how many things we experienced? How the Holy Spirit came through? How many people we prayed for led to the Lord because we purposed, we made a resolution to say that in this place we will be, even if we are the only children of God, we will be the children of God in this place. That is what God needs. God needs for His people to stand up and be counted. Is time running out on you? Are you killing a lot of time? <laughs> You know, when we just go through the motions, we kill time. But if you try, if you kill time, time will ultimately kill you. It's time to recommit. You know, Paul gives us a biblical perspective on how we should use time. And this is Ephesians 5 from verse 15. Ephesians 5, my main scripture for this morning. Ephesians 5, 15, if you want to go there. See then that you walk circumspectly. Circumspectly is not a word that we use in the normal day-to-day -day English. When last have you used the word circumspectly? <laughs> circumspectly, Pastor Tienz, walk circumspectly. You'll tell me, how often you now? What circumspectly means, Paul says, see that you walk circumspectly. It says, accurately carefully, diligently. And it says here, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise. But here comes the greatest key of our lives. But understand what the will of God is. It says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. 
We, every single person I know, needs a new infilling of God's Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot walk circumspectly. We will only last 10 days into the new year. And I have seen, whenever I'm serious with God, whenever I come to God and I come to Him humbly and reverently, and I say to Him, Lord, give me an injection of your fire. He's never left me alone. I have found myself always to stand up under that commitment and then the commitments I make that God blesses that. God bless the work of my hands, not the work of my seat. Because in a seat, you cannot do much. But when we stand up and we commit these hands to God and say, Lord, please use them. You will, you'll be quite, quite surprised how God will use you, no matter what your age, who you are. So therefore, redeeming time is not referring primarily to the hours or the minutes in our days, but rather the opportunities we are served with. There's a lot of opportunities coming to us. This verse does not mean getting more organized or do things faster, but it's to submit our agenda to God. To say, Lord, do you actually bless this, what I'm about to do? Lord, bless this. Because if I have your blessing on this, then I'll be fruitful and I will multiply this here. And there are two ways in which we can use time. Because there's a lot of laziness in the world, in the world, it's all about resting, about leave me alone, I'm tired. You see, no one in the Bible considers, you know, uh, laziness to be a virtue. <laughs> you know, it's actually considered a sin. Uh, we have to believe that God has a plan for our lives. Amen, listen to what I'm carefully saying. These might be simple words, do you believe God has a plan with your life? Because if you believe that, it will be a different year for you. God wants people to put their hand on the plow, not in the pocket. Amen. Time is life. Nothing more, nothing less. Time is life. The fact that I'm standing here means why I'm alive is because I have still have more time. How will I use my time? The way you spend your hours and days is the way you spend your life. And then there's the thing called busyness. Most of us consider it to be busy as well as a virtue. Yes, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Look at me, I'm busy. I've got this business. I've got my work. I've got everything, it, I'm so busy. Pastor, you know, I'll, I'll check my schedule, but I'm, I'm, I'm so busy. Do you actually know that modern technology actually made us more busier? We did not gain more time. We are more busy. And because of more busy, God's kingdom 
is suffering. And the gates of hell need to be stormed by people who have declared themselves available to God. You know, the devil, I read this first one to you. This first one says, let us fear in Hebrews 4. Let us fear. The devil only fear those who fear God. The devil has a big problem with those who truly fear God because he cannot have a hold on them because then God is first. When God is first, the fear of God drives a person's life. Then the road becomes so easy to walk on. People, it's a serious message this morning. Pastor Mark Littleton said the following, are all the activities that scream for my time really essential? Am I missing the burning bush for trying to cut my lawn? When last have you had a burning bush experience with God? God is a personal God. God wants to meet every single person. But are we too busy? Truly, are we too busy? When you give your schedule to God, when God takes over, you'll find yourself quickly that, wow, things are working out. Things are just working out. I remember it in the world when my boss made me so busy. He made me so busy and I had to make a decree regarding my Tuesday evenings. Because now you have to work till six o'clock and maybe seven o'clock. And that's where I went to him and I made a decree. I said to him, boss, do you know what? At my time of leaving, I will leave. <laughs> Do you understand? Because I have matters to attain to. That is going to a small group of people where the Lord meets us. And nothing will take that away from me. And guess what was his answer? Please go. <laughs> uh, I said, so please don't phone me. Leave me alone. You see, when you don't make these kind of declarations and decrees, you'll be kept very, very busy. You see, the devil, he doesn't care if you sin or not. But if he can keep you busy, if he can keep you busy, keep you away from bearing fruit, he's got you and he's got me. So, we need to plan our lives to get spiritual refreshment. Spiritual refreshment comes from spiritual things. You can go to Umslanga and lay for a month and tan and get vitamin D. When you stand up there, you will not be on fire. But when you go on your knees and spend an hour, and that time when you stand up, you'll feel refreshed. Amen. Are we gonna give our hours to God? Are we going to commit time to God and say, Lord, take over? Maybe I've not controlled my time as I should. Amen. This, listen to this, Psalm 91 verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells literally means, the word dwell means he who sits in the presence of God. Of God. The dwelling place is the place you sit down with God. You've got to take back 
your time, your spiritual time, your refreshing time. Church, if we are too busy to pray, we are too busy. If we are too busy to pray, we are too busy. We are truly, and we, I know, I can be very busy in my life as well. Redeeming the time. What does redeeming the time mean? It means discerning and doing the will of God. A wise use of time is to understand what the Lord wants you to do, and that is only, only found in God's presence when we commit to this book and we commit to prayer. There's no other place. There's no other place. We can have a hundred fellowships, but when a person do not get to God yourself, youth for you as well, when we do not commit our time back to God, we will go through another year and the year will dictate to you how you should go about so it's a call for moral discernment and good decision-making. It's time to pray an hour before we decide on certain things. Before we buy new things, it's time to pray. Amen. And now I quickly want to take you, I have a couple of minutes left. I want to take you to Moses. Moses gave us a psalm and he gave an indication of how it should be done. In Psalm 90, it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth, or even you have formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. See, that's where the fear of God comes into our lives, when we understand the person who is from everlasting to everlasting, when we take him and bring him into our circumstances and we surrender our time to him, then the fear of God hits our hearts and suddenly life began, began and begun to make sense. The moment I understood the idea that I am busy with a being and a person that has existed from everlasting to everlasting, the fear of God hit me. And then I realized, you know, I can lie to myself, but I cannot lie to him. He knows. He's laid out the first day to the last day. Am I where he wants me to be this year? So, Verse 3 says, You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight is like yesterday when it is past. Thousand years is like yesterday. It's like a watch in the night. It's like three hours. Our lives are so short. And then it comes to an end. Verse 5 says, you carry them away like a flood. They all like asleep. In the morning, they are like grass which grows up. In the morning, it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and it withers. It is gone. And then we find ourselves, we give. We stand before the bema seat of Christ and we give an account of our lives. While you're alive, there's a wonderful plan with your life. Moses' point is not that your life doesn't matter. His point is that your life is so brief 
that if you try to create something meaning, meaningful on your own, you will fail. You see, we are not the point of our lives. God is the point. God is the focus and the context. When God is the context, our lives make sense. We really don't have enough time to do our own thing. He is saying our only hope for purpose and success is to take our time and present it to God. And when that is done, then God becomes the point of my life. Psalm 90 verse 10 says, The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for soon cut off and fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. I, I listened to an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he said he's got all this money, he's got all this influence, he's got all this wealth, and he says, he cannot understand why it should come to an end. <laughs> well, well, well. If the everlasting God is not in it, then you feel like that. Then your money is your God and you've done your own thing. And it's so sorry. I'm finishing off with the following. There are three kinds of persons on this earth. Those who have given their time to God those who have given some of their time to God and those who have no time for God. I really believe we are those who surrender our time, the work of our hands to our Lord. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he loses his soul? What will it profit? And now just something I'm closing off with. Just as a church, because we need to come together every Sunday. We need to get back to cell groups. We need to get back into the Bible school. We need to get back into the streets. We need to get back so that God may receive the glory for the reason why he has planted this church. Listen to this. A traveler in a European village discovered a beautiful custom. At night, she saw the people going to church each carrying a little bronze lamp. These lamps were placed in sockets by their pews. The soft light of the lamps was the only illumination for the service. If a member was absent, there was a dark space. We do not carry lamps to church, but we do send forth light. When we are absent, there is darkness in our stead. The more people at church, the greater the inspiration. Many small lamps together make a great and a beautiful light. The first Christian church in Jerusalem had no building. It had no membership. It had no offices. It had no pastor. It had no choir or pipe organ. It had no wealth. But most startling of all, it had no New Testament. What made it a successful church. Just this, it had it tot its total attendance of its membership. Every person that was saved was in church. 
they could see who was there and who were not there. It's time for us to go and fetch those we know are not here. It's time for us to declare, declare and decree our, our wonderful declarations before our God. God listens. God is waiting. He's been waiting for his people to get on their knees. We're going to have a fire conference. We are going to start many things afresh. But you need to privately recommit. Every person, even if you are committed, you need to come before God and say, Lord, this is my church. This is my place. I'm back. Amen. Amen. Church, stand up. Let's pray. Yes, let's give the Lord a wonderful praise offering. Father God, as we come humbly before you, Lord, Lord, we ask you to help us as we start this here, Father. It is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your Holy Spirit. Father, may each one of us make a fresh declaration of our spiritual walk with you. Father, those who's listening over the internet, maybe there's certain reasons why people are at home, but Father God, we pray that as we open up this year, oh God, that your people will gather in Jesus' mighty name like never before. Father, bless every person standing here. Oh God, Lord, even as we come back tonight, Father, we need your word. We need the encouragement that comes from your word. I pray that this desire for God's word would enter every home, father and mother and children, in Jesus' mighty name. Oh God, we surrender this morning our time to you. And we ask you to bless it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Let's go in the peace of the Lord. God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.